0: back. everybody to another aa meeting on to episode 11 i didn't think we'd get here so fast man it just it happened overnight it seems like yesterday we just started yeah
1: i know i know like uh, probably a good amount of our listeners are aware of the our previous uh you know podcast but i feel like this 11 these 11 episodes just were so much faster than the, the other however many we did like all of a sudden, boom, we're double digits.
0: Yeah, it was, it took us months, I feel like, to gain any sort of momentum in what we were doing before. And now, like, the weekly thing, it's just so much nicer. It's like I've fallen into a routine, and I don't have to really think about it. Like, we already know what we're doing. Well, not really, but it it makes, you know, at least seem like we do, <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's just, like, crazy how fast it's gone by and how fast it's grown compared to our last our last show. Uh, For sure.
1: I think it also has to do with,
0: you know, the
1: different schedule we were on before, you know, that four-day on and off, that was, now it's more of a weekly thing, you know it's coming, you know what day it's going to be.
0: Yeah, we're on schedule with the rest of the world. Like on a seven day yeah, week exactly. instead of a nine. Mm-hmm. So, because that was always the thing. It was like you talk about a work week, and people think Monday through Friday. And ours was a nine day cycle, and it like yeah. you didn't care what what day of the week it was. You didn't care if it was a holiday or whatever.
1: Yeah, and trying to explain that to people was damn near impossible.
0: Yeah. So. But all that to say, this is going much faster, and we have some pretty big announcements, actually. Um, so I guess first up, um, under housekeeping, it's going to be a little longer than usual, but I'll try not to drag it out. We started a Patreon, so if you go to Patreon and sh- search Appalachian Agrist, you can find us. Right now, um, we have two levels we have $2 a month and that level, that tier is just to support the show because you like what we do and you want us to help improve, um, the, the quality of the show and kind of make our lives easier editing and recording. Um, so that's just kind of the value for value model. And then we have a $5 a month. And if you join that tier, you'll get access to all the old episodes that we did under the old podcast. Um, immediately so instead of like hey we're on a time crunch here's an archive episode you're going to get all of them right up front and there's some really really good info in those um and then in addition to getting them all up front you're going to get all of the ones we still have so some of them we're not going to use for archive episodes to the public um, we're going to save some of them for Patreon members. And then additionally, I'm thinking we do either one, two episodes-ish, one to two episodes maybe, uh, for just Patreon every month. Yeah, that's I think that would be doable.
1: Uh, I, was, I was thinking the same thing, actually. That's, you know, bi-weekly probably uh, gives yeah. us enough time to fit that in.
0: Yep. Um, I Right now, all the archive episodes are not up. I'm going to work on getting the rest of them up soon. Um, coming soon ish. We're going to add a third tier. I don't even know what the price point going to be because I have so many ideas on what is going to be offered in that tier that I really want to nail down with Rob, what we're trying to offer. I'm considering a bunch of different things. Um, Including, you know, just actually, I, I I don't want to get into it. I really want to sit down and think about it um, with you before we announce like a third tier. And you know, it doesn't even have to come in the next couple of weeks. It's going to build as time goes on. So keep that in mind too when you're on Patreon. Like right now, things are slowly getting speed. We're starting to get that rock towards the hill, and then once we get over the hill. You know, we'll start picking up speed. For sure. <clears throat> For sure. Yeah. Um, second big announcement: uh, we started a Discord. So I went to that Freedom and Farm Sitting Conference with the uh, Insurgency Knitting Circle podcast. I got to teach as we've covered, and um, got into their Discord. And then I was teaching on. Uh, Pat Watson's Uncensored Tactical Discord, and at first it kind of confused me, and once I kind of got the gist of it, I was like, wow, this is a really cool tool. So I went ahead, started a Discord for the podcast. Um, It's pretty much just a big group chat with different topics all organized and laid out. Um, We have everything from... Actually, give me one second. I'll pull it up, and we'll, we'll actually tell you what we have. Yeah. So we've just got general uh, conversation. We've got homesteading, prepping, food preservation, firearms, knives, gardening, crypto, um, bartering circles. And then I went ahead and added a couple geographical locations around Virginia. I'll be adding more as we grow the Discord. And the entire point behind that is Use us as a platform to establish your local community. If you're listening to the show, chances are the person near you that's listening to the show shares the same ideals and values as you, and they, they walk a similar life path that you do, and you may live very close and not know each other, so we're going to try and bring people together and establish communities because that's what we're all about. Like we've talked about that and now we're trying to expand it and make it easier, easily accessible for y'all.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's a great feature. I think if, if even just like two people out there listening realize like they're semi-close and and it works out where they can, you know, benefit each other, that's that's a win in my book.
0: Dude, that happened on the first day. Literally on day one, two dudes in South Carolina, um, one of which I I know is an awesome dude. They were like, Oh yeah, we live right next to each other. And I was like, boom, we're establishing community. Like it's only two yeah. people, but it's the first day it's a start. Right. So that's awesome. Yeah. I was like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted. I want to bring people together. I want to establish a community of counter economics. I want to establish a community of liberty minded people. And Although community doesn't have to be geographically centered, it certainly helps when we're in need of a hand, right? Or like we need physical help. So um, I'm very, very stoked about that. Um, So you can check that out. I'm still kind of figuring Discord out. I don't think you need an invite. I think you can just search it. I may be changing that after a while um, just depends on how the discord grows. But if you reach out to me and you're not, you know, some crazy uh, like fed, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, you won't have any issues.
1: Yeah. I got to, I got to figure out how to uh, get on there.
0: It's a really cool tool, man. It, it really is. Um, I've heard a lot
1: about it. I've just never really been, never, like, had the uh, experience using it.
0: Yeah, I've gotten, I guess I'm a part of three Discord, or four Discord servers now, and each organization using it. So, like, the IKC podcast, Uncentered Tactical, and then there's a third one I also am in. They each use it differently. Mm. Um, And, like, Pat uses his for an online training program, which is really cool. So his subsections are the classes he's taught. Um, I think there are no available spots on that, but if that's something that interests you hit him up. Um, I got to teach on it and it was a really cool group of people. Um, They were all very, very engaged and like all brought value to each other and it wasn't just me teaching it was like this great 15 person conversation and it was awesome so that's really what got me on the discord kick that's awesome
1: yeah i think it'll definitely be useful moving forward
0: oh for sure for sure i uh, i definitely see that being a, a valuable tool in the future um so <laughs> the that's pretty much it for housekeeping we're all in the we're on the same social media that we've always been it's in the show notes um what are we what are we talking about what's the meat and potatoes today
1: well i think we, we talked a lot about you know the gardening uh, we talked about some some food prep and uh and storage um so I think we're going to kind of change it up and, and go along a different little path for a bit. And, uh, you know, this is something that we kind of talked about, you know, after our last episode, and then we kind of sat on a little bit. Um, and now we're coming back to it. Um, the first thing we want to get into is the whole topic of current events. Um, I know, like, a lot of... Uh, Podcasts, you know, they're big on you know current events, and you know, we even did it in you know in the previous podcast. you know, It's just kind of something that I feel like ultimately you ended up doing just because. Um, and I think it, I think it was worth uh, pointing out the fact that a we don't we don't do current events anymore. Um, I can't I don't know about you I can't even tell you the last time I really looked at like. Just general events, current events, because I a I don't have time, and B I just don't care. Um, but along the lines of you know, you know, we like I said from the first episode, we talked about we want to help people better themselves, develop skills to become more self-sufficient, and I know a lot of people nowadays. You know, if if you're still hooked on the current events and the news and all that bullshit, it, it can it can really drag you down. Um, so, like I said, we're, we we purposely did did not go this route. Um, I think it's it's more important to focus on what you can do to better yourself in whatever situation you're in, whether you're just starting down the you know this kind of homesteading path, or if, even if you're, you know, let's just say you've done it for a, for a couple of years now. Um, I think it's important to just continue to, to better yourself, better your situation and, and let the other stuff go. Um, because it's just, there's so much out there. There's so much negativity that it'll, it'll just bring you down.
0: Yeah. I, I feel that when we did the old show and we did current events, looking back, I didn't quite realize it at the time, but current events had a way of bringing my entire mood down. Um, Like my mental space was just more negative, focusing on what's going on in the world. Um, And I'm not saying you should be oblivious to what's going on in the world. I still... Follow some basic news. Um, I don't read the news. I don't watch the news, but I at least listen to people talking about the news and I can, you know, do a quick Google search or, you know, DuckDuckGo, whatever you're using. And it's like, okay, this is the basic concept. This is how it's going to affect me. This is how I'm going to alter things so that it doesn't affect me. And I get on with my life. So Rob's right. Like we, we don't talk about current events. Um, and the reason being is the entire point of the show and the way we structured our lives is that regardless of what's looming in the future, regardless of what's going on around you, you should have a baseline level of preparedness to weather that storm, so to speak, whether it is a physical, natural disaster storm kind of thing, um, or whether it's mandates or whether it's loss of employment, um, although that's not really a current event for everyone, but we structure our lives around the principle that we should be able to withstand most of what is thrown at us, right? Right. Absolutely. So just like a brief example, the only current event that I really know about, um, there's two. There's like some $600 um, transaction thing from the IRS that they'll be able to look into now from Venmo and Cash App. And like when I heard that, I was like, shit, that does affect me. Because with my business, I do a lot of transactions through Venmo and Cash app. Um, but I also take crypto. boom, problem solved. I talked to a couple people that had orders. Not that people are spending six hundred dollars at a time, but if it was if it was even twenty dollars, it's like, okay, hey guys, we're using crypto now um sorry, if this inconveniences you, Uh, it's gonna force you to learn something that you may not know, uh, but you'll be thankful you did in the end. And this is how you do it. And like, we can walk through it, right? So by diversifying our currency, we have ways that we can get around this bullshit they're trying to do, or they actually have done. So that's, that's kind of the entire premise, I think, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, like you said, it is it is important to say on top of, of you know, the important stuff, um, you know, it's, you can't go, you can't live your life in a bubble, but uh, you, you, you can kind of like filter the bullshit a little bit, um, and there's, I mean, God, there's a million ways to get news, I mean, it's, you know, pick something better than watching Fox news or CNN or, you know, some fucking bullshit, you know, news stream. Cause it, there's, there's so many ways to get the information, so many better ways than what we're told. Um, cause you're right. It, it is important to stay on top of, of certain things and particularly stuff, uh, you know, that impacts you at, you know, a, le- a higher level than some other st- other things or, you know, stuff local to where you are, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm by, in no way saying you know, you know, live in your own little under a rock, but um, but yeah, I think you you hit it on the head. This you know, we're, from the first episode, our focus was just you know, helping people you know either you know come to this side of thinking, like um, either starting the journey or you know helping them down the road, and that's that's it why that's basically why we we don't get into the current events or anything like that.
0: Right. And, you know, in order to accomplish this, it's not like one day Rob and I woke up and texted each other and we were like, you know, man, let's just stop paying attention to the news. Um, That's not how it worked. It actually was kind of backwards. We almost had the cart in front of our horse, so to speak. So, the way it happened for me, and I, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was the same way with you. Is we just started learning? We start up. To, we started obtaining knowledge. Um, in in anything, everything. Like I am a knowledge hungry person. I don't claim to know everything. I know a, a little about a lot of things. Um, there are some things that I know a lot about that really caught my passion. And I nurtured those, uh, those interests to become passions. And those passions became almost an expertise in some instances. And when I did that, I started to realize that I needed, I, I I'm hesitant to say support. I don't mean like support from my friends and family and, uh, community, but support of services, I guess, is the, is the best way to put it. So as I learned, I was an electrician, so I learned about electrical and I did that for a living for a little bit. Then I met Rob, i had never worked really with plumbing. And there was one instance, Rob was like, yeah, my sink broke and I fixed it. And I was like, shit, I know absolutely nothing about plumbing like nothing. And I was like, I should learn that I should really know that, you know, shit runs downhill and, uh, this is how plumbing kind of works. And the more I did that. So the more I learned about plumbing, just the basics, I was like, wow, I should incorporate this with other things. And next thing I know, I'm learning all these skills and I don't have to rely on a plumber an HVAC technician, definitely don't have to rely on a carpenter, and it increased my worth to myself. I invested in myself, and I think that's critical. It's just as critical as establishing a community because there are times where you're going to have to rely on yourself, and there's times people are going to rely on you, and the more you bring to the table, the more equipped you are to help. Absolutely. Yeah, I think
1: we're we're kind of on the cusp of a lot of things we want to hit. I like the one thing you mentioned about, you know, just taking on A, we're both very knowledge hungry. Um, It's almost overwhelming to me how little time I have to learn all the stuff I want to learn. Because there's just so much there's so much to know and, uh, and so little time, but one of the things you talked about, you know, developing your own skills and, you know, ways of, we're, we're going to hit on one way uh, you can do that later with, you know, all the the internet and, and all the tools there, but, you know, what you can essentially develop a skill for free, not only are you investing in yourself and, and, and you know, becoming more, more useful, uh, it saves you a lot of money, you know, when you're not calling a plumber to that, who charges, you know, I don't even know what they would charge. Let's, let's just say $200 come out or a hundred dollars come out and see, you You know, if you, if you can take care of all the basic stuff, it saves you a lot of money down the road. Um, and that's, that's one of the things I pride myself on is, is being able to take care of pretty much, any any project that that could come up around you know my house. I mean, obviously there's some things that I I can't do. You know, I I don't I don't get beyond the basic level of electrical because you know obviously you can fuck yourself up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I know I know enough to like you know make imp- improvements um and, and and kind of figure out if you know tr- some troubleshooting. Uh, right. Yeah.
0: And I can't tell you how many times like. Uh, I think you've only called once, but I've had a ton of people call me, um, like Tridgey called me. Um, you've called me some other people have called me and they're like, Hey man, I'm doing this and I need to make sure that it's safe or I need to make sure this is right. Or, Hey, can I even do this? And I'm sometimes I'm like, yeah, you're fine. And other times I'm like, uh, you can, but I wouldn't you know, that sort of thing. Um, and there's times like I'll call you or I'll call Trigi. Um, and I need the same kind of feedback. Like, Hey, I'm in over my head. I need somebody that has more experience or more knowledge in this, or I just need somebody to bounce this off of and think critically with me. Right. So I have a problem. I need to assess the problem come up with a variety of solutions of possible solutions. And, you know, maybe I can bounce those ideas off and get a better idea from another individual. Um, but yes, like knowledge is, is key. And I think it's interesting to look at knowledge, um, as it's presented in the educational system, um so when you go to college like you went to college and they supposedly give you knowledge. <laughs> I would agree that they did give you knowledge. Like I think they gave you knowledge um or presented it to you or ge- gave you the ability to develop a system for you to obtain it throughout life, right? Right. I agree um, that. However, I think that we have gotten so focused on higher education that we have lost sight of basic fundamental common sense when it comes to fixing things around the homestead or the house. Right. So people look at these trades and they're like, Oh my gosh, like I need this pipe fixed. It's clogged. Like I don't know how to do that. Well, how do you unclog anything, right? You pull it out, you snake it. It's it's not hard. It, it's a very simple concept, right? We're going to shove this long object through this pipe and we're going to unclog it and people will call a plumber or they'll be like, um, you know, I don't know where this, uh, this, uh, this pipe is located in my septic system or something like that. And, I need to call somebody. So the other week at work, this was actually several months ago, we had that exact situation. And the company I work for, we paid these guys, I think it was like 175 bucks mm-hmm. to literally show up, look at the ground and be like, that's your system. Like that's your septic tank. That's your distribution box. And they were like, yeah, the lines run right here. And then we were like, well, how deep are they? And they were like, oh, you got to look at the drawings. And I was like, wait a minute. You're telling me we just called these people to tell us to read a piece of paper and they got 175 bucks? Like, that's, yep. that's basic. That's so basic. How can we not understand that, you know? And, like, I was like, wow. Like, I'm never doing that in my life personally. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And that's exactly what I was referring to earlier with like having to call a plumber. It's, you know, when you kind of look back, you know, you kind of talked about the education system and and all the, all the nonsense that you, you're forced to learn and, and retain just so you can spit it back out on a test when, you know, we have people that like, like you said, you can't, can't fix a basic, you know, house plumbing issue. Um, it's just, it's, and as far as like the, you know, like I said, the septic system, you know, it's, that's, you got, you can take it upon yourself. I like got my grandfather was big on this. He, you know, he's always out. And whenever, whenever he had something done, he was always out there. He was watching, he was drawing diagrams. You know, he could tell you where every pipe ran, you know, how deep it was and, you know, what it was around his house. Cause he was just by being involved in the initial process. Now, I know you can't, you know, if you buy a house, you obviously weren't there for, for a lot of the process. But, you know, hopefully, you know, the previous owner took it upon themselves to, to do some of it. And I think it's it's honestly, it's that's rare now um, because people just don't care. It's just, oh, we'll just, just, just pay people to do it and, you know, it is what it is. Um,
0: right. And, you know, a lot of people... would would listen to this and they'd be like, yeah, that's great guys. Like I understand, like I can gather knowledge and, and get the information I need in order to do this, but I don't have the tools. And I have recently gone back into trade work, um, obviously, and I can tell you, you can rent machinery for dirt cheap, uh, like dirt cheap and, once you learn how to use it, that first time you may be like, man, this was not worth it. I'll hire someone. I would, I would uh, caution you from giving up so quickly. I mean, how many times have uh, people picked up an instrument or something and been like, oh, I tried, you know, I tried to play guitar or I tried to, uh, you know, learn how to speak another language but it was just like nah, too much you, you need to nurture it right you, you have to nurture this skill it's unless you're just a freak of nature and naturally gifted for some reason at something but once you learn the basics of how to operate the machinery you can run it they'll deliver it and you can accomplish what you need to accomplish so like a trencher you know, a very simple uh, trenching tool. Uh, it's basically a big chainsaw that digs in the ground instead of cutting wood. You can trench everything you need to do in a couple hours, probably. I mean, and you can rent it for like 75 bucks a day.
1: So. Yeah. Well worth it, it.
0: Yeah, and you've gained the knowledge of that experience moving forward. So I just, I, I really like the idea of doing as much as you can yourself. And there, you need to recognize there's a, there's a line when you get in over your head, right? So when I put in the, uh, the detached workshop on our property, I did not pour 1200 feet of concrete. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do it. Um, I didn't excavate it. I hired a buddy who like charged me pennies on the dollar to excavate and clear it and grade it out. He did it with a skid steer and an excavator. And I was like, wow, okay, that that's pretty intense. You know, that's intimidating when you're, when you're new to it. And then I hired a concrete company to pour the concrete. And then I switched jobs and I learned how to run an excavator in a couple days, I learned how to run a skid steer in a couple days, and I'm not saying I'm an expert—definitely um, not with an excavator—but I'm pretty damn good with a skid steer now. And for a couple hundred dollars, like three, four hundred dollars a day, which is a lot, but you can rent an eighty to one hundred and twenty thousand dollar machine instead of paying thousands of dollars for a company to do it. Right? Yep. I mean that just. <laughs> That's
1: to say, like you said three hundred dollars a day, and you know they're probably gonna charge you a thousand dollars to get that done. So that's just basic numbers 700 dollars oh.
0: you said that's, that's oh huge. man I mean, that's that's materials
1: yeah. for a project. that's you know a whole bunch of things
0: and the buddy who did my excavating to clear a very small amount of trees to grade it out and um, get the pad ready for concrete, everything said and done was two thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah that and that and was the, the that was the friends and family discount, you know? All right. Yeah. <laughs> so um now in hindsight I'm like, wow, I could have rented all this machinery and came out on top. Maybe, you know, um I'm not as efficient as he is and it wasn't much work. So Um, I think it was three days of work total. So you're up pretty close to that friends and family discount. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is if it had not been the friends and family discount, it probably would have been four to five grand easily. Um, we charge my company, we charge $2,000 a day for the skid steer.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, three days, that's six grand versus renting it three days, which even if it's like $600, that's $1,800 and shit, I can take twice as long and still spend a little over half of what it would cost a company to do. So, um, and the second thing about the concrete, I'd never done big concrete work. So I had poured like, uh, patios and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, just like walkout basement patio type things. Right. Um, but this was a little more daunting. It had an 18 inch perimeter footer. Um, it had to be level and has an expansion joint. And it was just a little more than I was ready to take on. And so I hired a concrete company, $9,000. Hey, yeah. Getting, getting expensive real quick. Y'all y'all can see how
1: this adds up super fucking quick. This yeah. is for one job we're talking about.
0: This isn't even the whole job, right? Like this yeah. is just to get a concrete pad put on my property. We're at $11,000, you know, upwards of 15, if there wasn't that friends and family discount for the clearing. Mm. But instead of just sitting inside and like, okay, guys, thanks for coming. Pour that concrete. I'll be inside, you know, playing guitar or, you know, Uh, you know, recording podcasts or whatever. Um, I was out there and I was like watching them and they think it's, oh, this homeowner is making sure we're doing our job, blah, blah. No, it's not that I'm watching them because I'm learning. And when I watched them, I was like, okay, they took two by sixes and screwed them together. They made sure they were straight. They made sure that Every corner was ninety degrees using the three-four-five method, um, which, if you don't know, just quick tidbit of information. When you're looking at triangles and you need a right angle, the two sides that aren't the hypotenuse, yeah, are need to equal three and four, and the hypotenuse will equal five. You know, a squared b squared equals c squared. So three squared nine plus four squared sixteen. Equals the hypotenuse squared, 25, square root of 25 is 5. So we can take that and also make it larger. So we could go uh, 6, 8, 10, right? So to get more accurate. But I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But I watched them do that. I watched them check if it was level with a laser level. And um, they're not... Sp- Stupid expensive. They're a lot cheaper than nine grand. I can tell you that. Oh. And then they didn't even mix the concrete. They called a concrete company who brought in trucks and they just pumped it in. And then they used the tools um, to smooth it out. And then they used a broom to give it a brushed finish. And I was like, You're kidding me. Oh, and they took a string. Uh, ran it across and essentially snapped it to make the expansion joint and then cleaned it up with a trowel. And I was like, I paid nine grand for five dudes to stand around in muck boots, which I already own, use two by sixes that I could have bought and a laser level that I could have borrowed or bought. I was like, damn, I just got bamboozled.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, they look at these, you know, some of these trades or businesses and it's like, oh, like, you know, they, pay, they, they charge that, they can charge that much because they're the only ones who can do it. Like, there's no way I can do it myself. And, and I love what you said earlier about how, you know, if you're out there watching them, they're thinking, oh, you know, this homeowner's gonna watch me the whole time, he's gonna micromanage. It, that's because nobody does it. Not enough people are out there watching that that is what they assume is going on and it's it's super easy just to go out there and, and you know talk with the guys you know tell them you're you want to learn you're going to watch and you know they'll give you a, a lot of information if, if you go out there and ask for it um you just got to have to want to go out there and learn uh, but I, like you said you just you talked about the whole process and it's 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 doable like you know with a little bit of uh, knowledge learned and, and a couple, you know, usually a couple tools, uh, you know, it's definitely doable. Um, and like, it saves you so much money if you can, you know, maybe this isn't the project you want to take on. That's cool. You know, there's, there's stuff that, you know, not everybody is into. Um, and if you just want it done, you want it done, but not enough people are out there watching and learning. And it's, you know, it's something that we really need in this day and age.
0: Uh, sorry, I had to get another cup of coffee. But, no, uh, I agree. Um, you know, I think that is one method, not the method, not the only method. That is a method of uh, getting the know-how, right? You could hire someone for a job. You're way in over your head, in and watch, ask questions. You know, you got to read the room, right? So, when you're working around tradesmen, if you're a like executive, (laughs) you're going to be out of your element. I wouldn't come out in khakis and a polo and you know loafers or what are the dockers or. Sperries, I don't know, whatever, and just stand there and watch. Like, maybe put on some blue jeans and a t-shirt, and like try to establish some level of uh, relation, like something they can relate to. Uh, I know when I do trade work, and we have these people come out, and they're like watching. I, I mean, I think we all do a little bit. I get a little judgy. Um, I, here I am installing an agricultural fence and you're there and you're, you're wearing more, you have more money tied up in your clothes than I do in like all my tools. Right. And it's like, why are you watching me? Um, and then sometimes we have people that come out and they're like, Hey, do you mind if I watch? Like, I'm just kind of curious, see how you guys do it. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, no problem. Um, They may feel a little uncomfortable, but, I mean, you're paying them. Go out and watch. But anyway, so that's one method, right? We have the physical observation of qualified people performing a task.
1: Yeah, that would almost be like the first step. Like that's right. – you're not going to become proficient, but at least, you know, you can go do your own research and be familiar with what's – you know, what they're talking about as opposed to having no idea and then trying to read stuff about it. And you're like, well,
0: I don't know what any of this is. Right. So we have an awareness of the concept. That's, that's kind of where we're at. Uh, No different than if you grew up working on cars with your dad or, you know, aunt or brother or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. We can also get into reading, right? So we can acquire the information through books, um, we can try to study that as well. So there are certain tasks that that does well with, right? So for example, when I was learning, um, well, I'm still learning, always learning, but when I was very early on in my gardening journey, um, I have a I wouldn't call it massive, but I would definitely call it (laughs) extensive. (laughs) I have an extensive personal library on growing soil. Uh, It started with plants and then it went to soil and then it went to ecosystems and biomes and uh, we, we like progressed. Right. So it worked well with that because it's a long process. There's, um, a lot there. If you're going to learn about uh, how to wire a house or something, you know, a book will only tell you so much. It, it can explain it all day, but some people just don't learn well that way, right? Some people need to to physically see what you're talking about. And if I said, hey, we're going to connect uh, the neutral to the neutral bar in the panel, people, some people would be like, what? What? Or, hey, uh, yeah, I don't know. So that's kind of where things get a little fuzzy. So books are great for some things, and other things we need to see. Um, And that is kind of where we can transition into using the Internet, right? Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, how many times have you been like, uh, man, I need to do this. Well, let me just YouTube it real quick. Let me see who's out there doing this. Like shit, where's the drain plug for the oil pan on a 2014 Jeep Cherokee? Like which one of these bolts? Like I know I have a general idea of the concept, right? So the concept is I, I need to remove the old oil, stop new oil from leaking and insert new oil and change the filter beforehand. Right. A little out of order there, but we have an idea of the concept. That's universal, pretty much universal on all engines. But we, we need some more information. We need to know where the drain plug is. Where do I find the oil um, capacity? Where do I find what type of oil? And that's kind of where you can go to the internet and get some of the missing factors that you need.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, like, it's, there's a lot of that is is pure time-saving purposes. I mean, I've just along the same example. I mean, I've changed oil in dozens of vehicles, and there have been some where I'm just like, where the fuck did they put this plug? Like, <laughs> right? Different different manufacturers like hiding It's not the the right word, but it seems like they're hiding it from you because it's like, why the fuck would it be over there? every other vehicle's been over here. So like like you said, going back to the book, you have your manual, but it the the internet is a great resource for for time saving purposes in this instance. Um, you know, it's easier to just look that up and oh okay, that's what I'm looking for and then go find it as opposed to, you know, searching for, you know, fifteen, twenty minutes and, and being up that's just time you're losing. Um, and most people don't want to You know, waste 15, 20 minutes in their day.
0: Right. And I think this just kind of occurred to me. We're talking about information. And when we talk about how we gather information, we can gather it. When you break it down, we gather it through our senses, right? So we can gather information through sight, through sound, touch, scent. Um, When you look at a book, you're gathering information through sight, but using no pictures, right? It's a it's a can it's conveying a message or conveying information. When we start to go to the internet, we get a visual uh, cue, we get a visual input into our into our minds that this is exactly what it looks like. Like this is a picture, and it should match what you're seeing in real life. Um, when we're talking in person, uh, we can gather that scent, right? So, uh, you're working on a car and it's like, man, I've got a leaking fluid. What is it? Well, you run your fingers through it. You feel it. Okay. That kind of feels like ATF. I smell it. Yeah. That's definitely ATF. I'm leaking ATF. And then we've gone from, we've narrowed down, and troubleshot where this could be coming from. Like my tractor was leaking like a sieve a couple weeks ago. And I was like, this is a brand new tractor. How the hell is this leaking? What is this on the floor? I put my hands in it. And I was like, well, that doesn't feel like ATF. That doesn't feel like it could be coolant maybe. And then I smell it and I'm like, boom, that's diesel fuel. I'm leaking fuel. So I know what I'm looking for and I like trace it back and I'm looking at the highest point that it's collecting. And I come to the fuel filter and I give it a twist and it was loose. I guess it had vibrated loose. And I was like, you know, I could have called the Bobcat dealer and hauled it down there, dropped it off, waited 10 to 14 business days you know, gone back, hauled it back and paid $500 or whatever for them to literally screw the fuel filter on another eighth or quarter of a turn. And that is what I'm talking about. That basic knowledge of being able to determine what the problem is and have some uh, ability to critically think, not that this is some extremely complicated task because it's not, <laughs> but that's the premise, right? Right and when we when we get into the the element of sound you're not going to get that from books and if your vehicle's making a funny noise going to a video you get that it's like hey that kind of sounds like what my truck's doing what's their problem okay let me check that you know yeah
1: that's a that's a great point and before we get too far with the internet i just want to Tie some of this back to the overall theme, which you mentioned uh, earlier, but we didn't actually uh, t- like hit on it too much. Was the whole idea of the saying uh, "jack of all trades, master of none." Um, yeah, well, right. You and I, you and I, think there's a there's a better term, and I, it should be master of some.
0: And correct, yeah.
1: That oil, the oil change you were just talking about, um, is a perfect example. I mean, I'm sure you've changed. Oil in, in numerous different vehicles, numerous numerous different types of vehicles, um, and I mean, are you a certified professional mechanic? No, <laughs> but you you have done it enough to where you 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 able you were able to notice the leak, identify the leak, and properly trace it back to to the to the point of failure, and understand how to fix it. That's, I mean, that, that's, and on a small level, that's mastering a skill. Um, so that, that, I think that phrase is, is more better suited for what we're trying to to get into here, because over time, if you, we as you're learning and you do things enough, you should become somewhat of a master. I'm not saying like solve every issue, you know, uh, you know, you should be some like book of knowledge, but you should have developed at least a, a certain level of understanding to where you can fix pretty much any issue, and you know not have to spend all day doing it. Because if you're not if you're not reaching a point some point of mastery, then then what are you really doing? You know, either you're not doing it often enough to really, you know, cement that skill set, or you're not doing it properly
0: right yeah no i totally agree like i i love the phrase we came up with you know we were like the jack of all trades master of none and i was like well i don't know about that like i don't really want a jack of all trades that has no mastery like i want a dude that knows like i can go to them and ask them like hey uh you know it could be anything like Uh, anything, just pick something. And it's like, Oh yeah, it could be that I'm not an expert, but I've heard this and I've experienced that. And then, you know, if I go to them with something, like if I had a problem with uh, getting into entry, like I could call Pat and I'd be like, Pat, I'm standing in front of this. This is what it looks like. I'll send you a picture. These are the tools I have. What do I need? Do I have what I need? Can I get through this? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, dude. So blah, 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 blah. And like, help me out. You know, I want the people that know a lot about one or five or whatever many things and then know a, a little about a ton of things.
1: Yep. And like I said, some of it is just pure like repetition. There are certain things you'll do so many times that it almost becomes just second nature and what you would really just consider mastering a skill. There are going to be some, you know, some things you learn, and and maybe you've done it a couple of times and each time you you're better at it and you've gotten really good. But if you don't do it enough, you know, skills deteriorate. Um, So like I said, if you don't do it often You know, if it's, you know, you do it one time, then now you got to do it five years later, you know, it's harder to to master a skill you're not doing. But there are, there should be some things that you're just doing so repetitively that it becomes
0: like, uh, like you're mastering it. Yep, totally agree. And um, with, with the internet, we have this mass accumulation of information at our fingertips, the downside is that you can be anybody and put anything out there, right? I could, I could go out there and tell you that umbrellas work better if you hold them upside down. And although most people would be like, that's absurd. Like that's crazy. Some people would be like, huh? Okay. Well, I mean, this guy said it and he's on the internet and it's like, hold on a second. Hold the phone. Let's think about this. Right, we all know that's not true. So, if you're not an expert in something and you're just getting into it, I think it's important to not just you know DuckDuckGo or Google like how to install light switch. Go, and then you're like, I found the first video. I'm doing this. Well, you may want to look at five, six, twelve videos and be like, okay. of the people are saying this, and then we've got 10% that are like saying something that everyone else is not doing. It'd probably be better to go with the 90% in most cases and use your that in Pat's words, (laughs) your big sexy brain. Like (laughs) use that big sexy brain (laughs) and let's figure this out and think about it. So Uh, There is a a bit of a cautionary approach when we get information from the internet and from books too, you know, I mean, I think there's a little bit more involved with publishing a book than publishing an article or a a YouTube video. Um, But the information is out there. Like, I mean, just an example, going back to the oil change the other day, my boss told me, Hey, we're going to sell one of our skid steers. I want to get all the fluids replaced. I want to change these parts out. And uh, yeah, you know, that's what you're going to be doing for the day. And I'm like, man, that's not exactly fencing. And I'm not exactly an expert on diesel engines and skid steers. But I have a basic concept of how to change fluids. And I can look at parts and like kind of dissect how they're in there and what I need to do to replace them. And I mean, I got it done. I'm not an expert. I don't know half of what I did or what it was called. Um, but I was able to visually match it up. Like I'm holding this. I see that this is the exact same as that, and it needs to be replaced. Swap them, right? Not, not rocket science. Yep. I'm not rebuilding a motor here. I'm just changing parts out. So I, I, I struggle to cohesively say this concept. Like I, I struggle to put this concept into words, but you just really should be expanding your, your arsenal of skills. Um, even if it's small, like do you know how to fall a tree? uh, and not kill yourself, you know, that's a, that's a pretty big, important skill. I can fall a tree. I can't, I'm not an expert. Like I'm not going to climb trees, top them, and then drop a 12 inch tree in a three foot opening. Like I'm not that good. I know I'm not that good. I, if I ever had to, I'd realize I'm in over my head and I better call somebody. Not necessarily a company, but I better reach out and be like, "Hey, who here is confident that they can do this? Like, which one of you knows that you can do this? <laughs> Come help me, please."
1: Yep, it all comes back to that community aspect, you know. Right, diversifying your your skill set and and you know, not everybody wants to be a master at you know following a tree, but if you have someone that can do it, you know. With, with some help, it's, it's, it's doable. So.
0: And I would like to take this conversation one step forward, um, one step deeper and illustrate the, this concept. So I didn't start life as a woodworker, right? It was something that was born out of necessity. It was something that, had to be done. And the market was very expensive for what I was looking at. I was looking for real wood furniture and I was looking for it to be made with, with quality, with craftsmanship. And you look around and I'm not talking about like Facebook marketplace farmhouse tables. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like real furniture that's not screwed together And I was like, man, I can't afford this. And I don't want to buy something from Ikea or Walmart for a variety of reasons. But one of which being it won't last more than, you know, two years. And I was like, well, I am currently at the time. I was like, I'm currently living over a 2000 square foot woodworking shop. And the man across the, the house has 70 years experience. This might be a good time to learn something. about woodworking and I wouldn't say I'm a woodworking master by any means but I would say I'm far above average right and I took that skill and monetized it so when you take this jack of all trades master of some and you take the master of some part whether you realize it or not you just monetized your skill you have the ability to at that point whether you do or not is up to you. But every skill you have is an opportunity for income. It's an opportunity for value exchange. Um, And that is huge. The more that you can master, the more that you can understand and comprehend and execute, the more freedom you have, right? So if your boss comes in and says, you know what? We're changing your work schedule to seven days a week, 14 hours a day. You can go home and be like, you know what? I'm going to do this for as short a time as possible just to keep my head above water. And I'm going to start putting the steps in place that I can say, no, screw you. I'm not working that much. I have a life and I, I value my time more than you do. And I'm going to proceed down this route. Yeah, and that's
1: you know that's essentially what you did, you know, with the with the fire department and your woodworking stuff. And it is, you know, I think we we, we are gonna talk about entrepreneurship uh, in more in depth probably in the future, but it, it definitely is, you know, a huge, huge benefit if you can take, you know, a skill that like now you're passionate about woodworking. Um, not everybody is passionate about, you know, the thing they're most skilled about, but, you know, if you can, if you can find that perfect ground where you have a, something that you, a hobby that you're really good at and you can turn it into, you know, an income source, that's just one more step towards, you know, being self-sufficient, which is what right. we're all, what's what we're all about.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, recently I've been, uh, um, I had a word this. I've been tossing the idea around of starting yet another entrepreneurial venture, um, of homestead consulting. And part of that is more than consulting. It's not just, Hey, this is my land. What would you do? It's, Um, this is the land you have. This is some considerations. These are some considerations I would, uh, you know, think about. And if you want to implement mobile shade structures, permanent, um, animal housing, temporary animal housing, permanent fencing, temporary fencing, uh, off-grid water supply, that sort of thing, I can build it for you. And rather than build it for you, I'll show you how to do it. I'll build it for you. I'll build it with you. And the next time you have to build it, you won't need me. So it's a completely different business model than most people, right? So going back to the plumber, you call the plumber, the plumber shows shows up and says, where's the problem? Okay, I'll take care of it. This would be more of a business model of the plumber shows up and says, okay, this is your problem. This is why you have that problem. These are the tools you need it, need to fix it. And this is how you fix it. So next time you don't have to call me. It's counterintuitive from an economic standpoint, but you're also getting more for what you're paying for, right? So even if that plumber charged twice or three times as much, um, you would only have to call for that problem once, right? And then mm-hmm. maybe a follow-up question here and there. Yeah.
1: That's definitely an interesting, uh, interesting approach, but I, I could see how it'd be successful.
0: Yeah, possibly. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it all comes from the, the, uh, the ability to, to do stuff. It's that simple. Do something. Don't be overly intimidated. If you're intimidated out of your mind, consult an expert, find an expert, hire an expert, but don't just say, Oh, well I have to pay it. Here they go. Oh, it happened again. I got to pay them again. Like that's ridiculous. You should be taking steps to in your life to where you make that problem, not a problem. Right. So you can even develop it to where like, Hey, I keep having this problem. Maybe it's not what I'm doing. Maybe it's a flaw in the system. Maybe I should be looking at the system and redesigning the system. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, uh, and that's how I feel.
1: <laughs> yep. I, uh, I, I agree. Uh, kind of yeah. hit it on the head with that one.
0: But, um anyway, uh is there anything you wanted to add or anything else you want to talk about?
1: No, I think we kind of hit it. This is like I said we kind of want this to be uh an introduction to a new line of, you know, so we, we we kind of want to get into some more some in-depth skills. I know we want to do a like probably a general life skill and and definitely a homesteading um, skill. So uh, look out for those uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, just kind of sharing the knowledge we have.
0: Yeah, and um, we will be bringing on. I got an awesome message from an awesome individual that is an expert in a lot of things that I have a desire to learn about, but have never taken the time to nurture the interest. Um, and I know we're definitely going to be having him on. I am super excited about that. Um, not real sure when it'll be probably in the next couple of weeks or so. Got to get with him and, uh, and iron that out, but um, definitely going to be some cool stuff. We're going to be bringing on some subject matter experts and some things that we really don't know anything about. Um, and, if you think you're one of those experts and you think you have a valuable skill, reach out to me and you know, we might have you on. Um, There's, there's plenty of people out there that just have skills and uh, we want to share the knowledge. We want to build everybody up um, and ourselves. We want to bring ourselves up and bring everybody that listens to us up as well. So, um, like Rob yeah. said, be on the lookout in the next couple of weeks. We're going to be diving into um, just a wide overview of skills we think you should know or should um, at least be looking into, um, some of which we know a lot about, some of which we don't. So, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of taken a slight deviation away from the, uh, the gardening, soil building, food preservation And we enjoyed that run and we're going to do another run moving forward. So um, like I said, we're on Patreon now. If you feel so inclined for $2 a month, it's nothing to most people. If, if that's a lot and you can't afford it, just shoot us a message saying you like what we're doing. And uh, we, you know, we understand if, if you want that extra content, you know, $5 a month, we feel that's a pretty good value for two extra episodes, all the old episodes, and then on top of that, we're giving direct communication, like direct line to us and those like us in the Discord. So, um, follow us on Instagram and, and Twitter. I am very inactive on Twitter, uh, definitely more active on Instagram, but uh yeah, that that's pretty much it, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know as far as the, the Patreon stuff, in the past we had talked about doing, you know, some training videos or just, you know, videos of, of kind of the stuff we're talking to you about, kind of like I said, kind of getting all the sense of, another sense of what we're, you know, the I guess for lack of a better word, training that we're talking about, skill development, um, so maybe that's something we can look into going forward. Um, you know, we'll talk about that, we'll, you know. We'll come up with something for that, that, that $5 Patreon and yeah, get yeah. that going as soon as we can.
0: It, yep, and I was thinking about, you know, that third tier doing – I wasn't going to say anything because I, I don't want to get people's hopes up and then not be able to follow through. I like to stay true to my word. But Absolutely. I was I was thinking along those lines, like videos of skills that we can teach, we can show – Um, We can help you with, we can answer questions. We can show you around like my homestead. I can show you firsthand the problems I am currently having right now because I have problems too. I I can't stress this enough. I've said it before. Every homestead has problems, every single one. And I have problems. I I I'm still learning. I'm constantly learning, but I am pretty far along in certain aspects and I have learned a lot already through experience and trial and error. Um so you know, we might be putting videos if we add that third tier. Um we've even talked about considering, once again, this is all just speculation. It's not guaranteed to happen. But we've talked about having uh, input from that third tier on doing episodes of your choosing for the Patreon listeners. We've talked about having certain guests on if you know you're an expert in something or you just want to shoot the breeze about um, one topic you're very passionate about. So I feel like we're really pushing more content, more content as much as we can. Um, so. I'm stoked about it. I think it's going to be great. I'm excited to build the community of Appalachian Agorist through the Patreon, um, through the Discord, and maybe in the future, even moving towards in-person events with classes being taught similar to the IKC, just with some minor tweaks and our own little twist on it. Because, um, right. I mean, full full credit to IKC. That was an amazing thing that I went to. And I think we could do something similar, but kind of in our own lane, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely be talking about it more off air. Um, but uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely working on some stuff. So, hopefully, we'll get some point down the road, we'll get that stuff rolled out, something rolled out.
0: Yeah. So, and I know in the Discord. Last thing I'll say, um, getting kind of long-winded, but it, it's been up for like two, three days, and there's already in-person camping trips being organized in November. Like, it's it's moving, it, it it's it's progressing rather quickly. So we've already got people from South Carolina Pennsylvania Virginia I think Tennessee all coming to camp in the middle of those areas and like southwestern Virginia so this is and I mean it's free it's literally free we're just showing up camping I may or may not be there but I don't have to be I don't I the, that's not the important thing the important thing is to bring all of us together so if I'm not there it's not like it's this big deal. Like you're still building the community. You just met through the show. So I, I, I really encourage people to get on the discord. Um, and I hope people find value in this and decide they want to contribute voluntarily. Um, so yeah, that that's, that's all I got, man. I'm just really excited.
1: As am I. Yeah, that's, that's good.
0: That's great. I didn't
1: realize it was already happening. So,
0: Yep. Yeah, that's
1: so, what we wanted. And it seems like it's starting off pretty good.
0: Yep. So let's keep it going, guys. As always, this has been your weekly AA meeting. Um, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>